Hello and welcome to Arizona Christian Theater Artists, a podcast dedicated to creating togetherness among Christians in the AZ theater scene. I'm your host, Brianna Fallon, and each episode we chat with local artists about their faith, their craft, or whatever else they feel like. We'll discuss ways to get you plugged into your theater community, tools on navigating the arts as a believer, and as always, an invitation to collaborate. This is episode four, and this week's guest is director, choreographer, and artistic director, Zachary Anvik. Let's do it. All right. Well, welcome back to Arizona Christian Theater Artists. Today, I have with me Zachary Anvik, and I'm looking forward to this because I I only met Zachary once at mm-hmm. one, of, one of my previous kiddos, well, actually two of my previous kiddos were just in a production of... Greatest Christmas pageant. Greatest Best Christmas pageant ever. Oh my gosh. In the last episode, we talked about that I went to go see that show, and I, mm-hmm. I've i directed that show once, and I still can never remember the best Christmas pageant ever of all time. And of all time. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so two of my kiddos were there, and oh, actually, funny side note, James Monk. Oh yeah? played the piano, and he yeah. goes to my church. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, he Fantastic. Plays. He plays keys in the worship team. We actually played together for the first time last week. He played piano and I sang back up. He's very talented pianist. So talented. Yeah. So I, yeah, I know like two things about you. So I'm looking forward to getting to hear about all the stuff that you do. You do a lot of stuff. I like to. I try and keep busy. (laughs) I have all my questions here. Usually I like have a paper or like try to read off the screen, but today i yeah. to get this glorious lighting up lit <laughs> on my face. Um, so, okay. So, Zachary is artistic director yes. of Mozart. Yes. Mozart? Mozart. 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 Not to be confused. The joke is to play off of Mozart, <laughs> but the founder, her name, her and her sister started it, and their last name was Mo. Oh. So, they called it Mozart. Now, the founder, her last name is Rodriguez because she married... Oh. Steve Rodriguez. So, if people, if you didn't know them before, you'd be like, why is it called Mozart? So, yeah, Mozart. Hello, but a lot of people Rose, call it Mozart. Mozart. But. That Rosart, previously known as Mozart for Rodriguez instead. Anyways. <laughs> right? There's something. You could just call it Rodriguez art. Rodriguez art. loses, kind of loses the effort. That's called, a, that's called a portmanteau. You heard that word before? No. When you take two words word. and make a new word, it's called portmanteau. Oh, yeah, so you can impress all your friends with that. Port, say it Port Manto. Port Manto. I don't know, like where it comes from or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so tell us, uh, tell us like about like what Mozart, Mozart is. You're good. And like how you got involved with him. Cool. All right. So from the very beginning, this is my favorite story to tell. Yay. When I was 10 years old, um, my brother was doing theater. So I wasn't doing theater, um, I stage fright, absolute stage fright. So as 10 years old, I go in with my mom because we're homeschooled. That's probably an important thing to know. Mozart does like not strictly homeschool, but mostly homeschool. Um, So I'm homeschooled and so I come with my mom. I'm only 10 years old. She's like, maybe not yet. You can stay home kind of a thing. So come in and the founder, Sharon Mo, now Rodriguez, she says, Zach, we need more 10-year-old boys. And the fact that she knew my name, I'm like, the founder of this company knows my name. Um, End of the truth, though. Always need more boys. Always need more boys. (laughs) Always in theater. Absolutely the truth. 
So yeah, she said, you should audition. And my mom looked at me and she said, do you want to? And I said, no, but I still did it anyway. Um, first week in class, absolutely terrified. But then Aww. from there, it was just a snowball effect, fell in love with it. And growing in the company, when I was 14, 15, I became an intern. And our internship program basically is just taking high school students that enjoy the craft and just want to help out. And so we throw them in tech positions, help in the classroom. So I did that for a few years. Then I assistant directed. Then I eventually was contracted on to direct and then slowly became what I am today. So yeah, yeah that's, the, that's my growth with Mozart. And Mozart... Um, our vision or our mantra or whatever you want to call it is glorifying God through the arts. So that is, you know, at the utmost of what we do. But just recently, we've really tried to hone in what is our mission. And our mission is to educate students, um, especially in knowing how to use their God-given gifts. Uh, spe especially in theatrical arts, but sometimes they come in and we're like, hey, you're a really talented musician. You should go on that track. Like, we love you doing theater, but... You know, just trying to give them their gifts and passions and all that. So, so what kind of like what kind of like classes and programs do you guys offer? So our main thing that we offer is just a semester basis, and basically, they sign up for a semester. Their final project is the performance, and throughout that whole time, we're just giving them skills, teach lessons weekly, just to give them the you know basic things that they need to know and then as they grow you know continuing to challenge them but I would definitely say that we cater more to the beginner intermediate level I wouldn't say we give any um advanced techniques and yeah college yeah. level type yeah, right. stuff uh Shakespeare yeah, yeah. oh our yeah Sharon she was always like never gonna do Shakespeare we did um oh uh, I can't think of the name of it right now it's basically like abbreviated versions of Shakespeare shows and, and farces. Like there's one called um, something about omelet, like the mysterious case of omelet. Oh. And he's a detective <laughs> omelet. And it, yeah, it's a spoof on Hamlet and all those things. But that's about as close as we're going to get to Shakespeare probably. I love those things. I know people are like, I don't know, I know like a lot of companies like don't want to do those weird like offbeat titles, mm -hmm. but the kids always love it. Yes, once they get into it. Because usually at first they're a little hesitant too. They're That's like, true. They're like, I oh, want to be Cinderella. Not... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be Cinderella or I want to be Fiona and Shrek. Yeah. They're like, like, what are these big? And then it's like, but these are fun too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we always try and have our goal. It's a little hard to do is to always have a cast of at least like 25. Like fine shows with casts of 25 with good roles amongst. It's not like... Like singing in the rain. You've got your main three, and then you've got like some secondary leads, and then ensemble. Whereas, like, it's great, and those are great shows, but as an educational point of view, you're really focusing on those leads and all the rest of them. They have just so much downtime that they feel like they're not being used and they feel like they're not being seen. Yeah, that's always, that's, I think that's a struggle that a lot of companies have. Or yeah. like parents are like, you know, I paid just as much as the girl playing Dorothy. You know, and yes. Dorothy had way more to do than my student did. It's, yeah, that's uh, always, it's always a struggle. And you guys, I feel like I've, do you guys only do like work with young people or do you guys cast like adults ever? I feel like um, pictures maybe. Yeah. So we have 
four levels. So we have our Minimos, which are the most adorable. It's that's five to nine-year-olds. That's yep. my favorite age, personally. Right. All right. Um, and then we have our middle school. We call it 10 to 13. High school, 14 to 18, obviously. And then we do... We started community theater eight years ago, 10 years ago, um, to give opportunities. Like, originally, it came from all the alumni that grew out of the high school, and they're like, we still want to do theater. We still want to do Christian-based theater. Um, but then there's just, you know, so many adults or parents that want to be a part of it. So that's kind of how community theater was born. And so community theater does four shows a year, a summer show, a J term show, spring and a fall. So they actually do more than the youth, which is nice. just a spring semester and a fall semester. So nice. Do you guys have anything coming up in the next semester? Season? Yeah. So Coming up, I should I should have studied the dates on this now. I'm like, oh, March, the second weekend of March. <laughs> I don't know the specific dates, but we're doing Twelve Angry Men, which is gonna be oh, really classic. fantastic. Yes, um, all the men are very angry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great group of guys with some people that we've worked with for years and some brand new um, guys that we had never met before auditions. Um, yeah, it was really great. We wish we were able to offer something to the women. We had some plans, but I think licensing didn't get through with it. Oh, man. I know. Um, but then for the middle school, they're going to be doing a collection of divine comedies, is what they're called. And they're basically mm -hmm. biblically-based um, one-acts, you know, of nice. different things. So there's one of the parable of the gold coins um, that... All the middle schools are doing because it's hilarious, mm -hmm. and it's basically taking them and making them bankers. Um, and then yeah, is that the one like, is that the one like where they he goes to bury it? And he should be yeah, investing it. Yeah, the master gives one bag of gold coins, five and ten and or two and five anyway, and then they just invest it except for the one guy, and he's like, shame on you, go out there with the gnashing of teeth. Like he, it ends very harshly, but anyway, I always get that yeah. one mixed up with the like. When he goes to, like, hire the people. And, and then it gives them each a denarius, day. yeah. Even if they only worked one hour the yeah. whole day, that their wages are the same. That one, I think, might be my favorite parable. It's really good. It's got a lot of beautiful truth of God's grace and his salvation. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like so many people are... I feel like it, I like I like that the salvation parable, but I also like that so many people are like, you know, I... I've been doing this longer, mm -hmm. like, I don't get as much, and it's like, you are doing the work that you agreed to do, like, yeah. if you have a problem with it, yeah. then don't agree to do it from the beginning. Then... You could have made the same if you just waited longer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the best way to take that one, but... <laughs> Rangers could have been honest with, you know, like, with your expectations, if it wasn't meeting your expectations, and you're yeah. like, this isn't what I want, but you said yes, <laughs> but... Yep. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, Thanks so for sharing about that. Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty much Mozart in a nutshell, I would say. I'm looking forward to seeing more. I actually now, so Grace was one of the kiddos that yes. I have who's Mozart, and now I just found out that her sister joined too. Yeah, I'm just cool. like, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, we're going to be, we're going to be like, like doing Mozart for a while. And so I'm looking forward to going to see more productions. And then Grace's other sister Emma, I just took to go see a show last night. So oh, okay. I, I like me and the Browns. We go back. Awesome. They're, love it. I love them. If you're listening to this, I love you guys. <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to this, but 
So, all right. So my next question is, there's only one question. Can you believe that? I know, right? <laughs> what do you think are some of the important things to keep in mind when running a Christian arts organization? That, yep. That's a great <laughs> question. Um, what are some of the important things to keep in mind? I mean, I'm very blessed with the fact that, well, we're all very blessed that all of the leaders have a strong faith in the first place. Like, um, you know, having a new believer wouldn't be a bad thing, but it's like they've all had relationships with the Lord, with Jesus, and just like, so having that coming in, you know, we pray before every class, we pray before every meeting. Um, It's just, yeah, we are always like understanding that what is to come we can plan but we always need to make sure that we're holding it so loosely and being like lord if this is in your will may it come to be um so yeah i mean it's what um important things to keep in mind I, yeah i just say uh always making sure that jesus is at the center of everything um one thing that we've had a challenge with is from the conception of mozart it was definitely a lot more ministry led. Like the goal was to reach out to people and give something that people needed. Um, but now we're like trying to like balance that with the business and trying to be at least a little more business savvy because mm. we definitely haven't been the best with that. So we're growing in that and, and it's taking a lot of great turns and stuff like that. So, um, and it's just one of those things that you didn't realize. You just don't realize. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that's not, you're not unique in that. <laughs> You know, because we just want to see everybody sure. excel, excel, and we yeah. want to like we don't want to turn people down who can't afford it. But then mm-hmm. you're just like, well, either we, <laughs> either we charge right. and we stay alive, or we yeah. don't charge and we wither. So yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely been the, and I feel like that's just a balance, like you said, for you know whether it's with theater or just any other Christian company. Like we want to be able to minister. By giving our services, by giving what we have, but we can't give everything. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I think that's good though. I think, like, having what I'm hearing is like having a core staff, and it's not just it's from again from what I'm hearing you say it. It sounds like it's not just about like making Jesus the center of the organization, but making it like the center in each person's life. Yes. And yeah, I totally think that, Absolutely. you know, people who are new to their faith, they have a lot to offer and, yeah. um, but fire. I, yeah, I also <laughs> think like everybody at every level of their faith, they have something unique to mm. offer. Absolutely. And, but I can also see like the benefit in having like a, a team of people who are like, I've, I've been walking in my faith for a long time. Mm. This comes easier to me. And especially when you, I mean, I know like there are many, there are many people in the New Testament who were like, oh, you're Jesus. Come on, everybody. Let's go follow Jesus. But I do feel like that there's, there, there brings something uh, needed when you're leading other people to be strong yeah. and firm in your own faith and also be yes. knowledgeable about your faith. For sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, young people are really influential. And 
Yes. And I think it. I think it's good for. I think it's good for organizations to kind of like vet and you know make sure that we're we're all agreed on what we're teaching and what. Yes. We're leading young people in. Very true. It's a great point. Love it. Yeah. So, um, do you, you kind of talked about this earlier about like the balance family, like, uh, uh, the, the work and like, we love you. We we just want to do everything for you kind of balance. So, uh, but are there any other things you guys kind of like struggles that you have as organization and. Not to like air dirty yeah. laundry, but like right. to encourage people that, you know, every, every company has its struggles. Um. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, probably the biggest one is us picking out shows of all things. Because, you know, there's like, there's only a handful of shows out there that, you know, there's Godspell. Like, hey, this actually, like, kind of relates to yeah. the Bible compared to other stuff where you're like, oh, maybe that's, like, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's not as close. Um, yeah, there's not as much, well, there's there's a lot of, like, Christian scripts and, you know, those kind of things, but um, that get Broadway size and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't, they sadly don't get that kind of attention. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we always try and do is to have something with a message or a redeeming quality. Um, basically like one of our biggest things that will have us like pick a show or not is if sin is being looked upon as not good or good. Cause sometimes you'll see a show and they're like, and they have the sin in their life, but that's okay. Uh, and yeah. it's like, do we need to have grace for that person? Absolutely. Right. However, we can't say, you can just live with that sin and, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, we need to be like, hey, let's challenge you daily. And if it takes five years, it takes five years, but we're working for you to get that out of your life. Um, so like a great example of that is Oklahoma. Mm. Because there's Judd. Judd's terrible. Pornography, you know, just terrible, terrible person. Um, and... Uh, but that sin, we're like, that's not good. We're, yeah. You know? So, <clears throat> in the end, it doesn't end the greatest. But, um... I actually don't know that show super well. Yeah. I'm... Now I'm, like, fairly unconfident. But I'm, like, 90% sure that he commits suicide. Oh, no. I want to say that oh, I'm so I thought that show was, like... We don't have to fact check that after. <laughs> we might, he might have to edit that, or I don't know. Um, fancy, like... Right, yeah, most people... <laughs> the interesting thing about Oklahoma is it's almost like there's two storylines going at the same time. You have all of this, like, fun stuff with this love tree over here, and then there's just this really serious, dramatic, like, of the of the main three of Judd, Curly, and, and Lori, and you're just like... It's, like, really deep. But then you got the Ado Annie, and she's got Ali Hakeem and Will, and it's all lighthearted and stuff like that. Golden Age musicals, what can you say? <laughs> yeah, I should... I watch it. I yeah. Watch. I think I've watched like a couple scenes from it. Sure. Super campy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think I saw the, I think I saw Hugh Jackman like singing the song. And yeah. Was... He, he plays Curly in the <laughs> London cast or something in like so 90 young. something. Yeah. Very young Hugh Jackman. It's fun to watch. 
Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's probably, like, the biggest thing, because people will be like, oh, you should do Into the Woods. And we're like, oh, like, our conflict can be, you know, with the baker's wife, with the prince, mm. like, that kind of thing. It's like, you can you can play it off lighter. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's those kind of challenges. Like, is there, if there is sin, is it shown in a bad light? Is it shown as evil? Is it shown as true evil? And is there a redeeming message? And those those are the kind of the things that will allow us to go to those places. So I think that's a really great like gauge on makes me mm. wonder of like the shows like shows that I've done. Because usually there's a good I mean, almost every show there's a good message. Yes. But yeah, but also thinking about like what are some of the contexts of certain characters and mm-hmm. like what is being sacrificed for the sake sure. of a good message quote unquote mm-hmm. um yeah yeah um, yeah i'm thinking because <laughs> i well yeah because i because i worked at eas and which was a christian organization sure. and yeah. i only worked there for a few years and i in like the time that i worked there we only did two shows we did esther the musical which was good. We, I don't know if you guys have done it. Have you guys done it? We have not done it, but we've definitely talked about doing like Esther. We're just like, that would be fun. Yeah. It's actually like, it's not bad. It's, yeah, yeah it, they, they even like, like they come, even come through with like all of the, um, like the rehearsal tracks and the show wow. tracks. This is that one company and, um. I don't know where they're based in. Oh, I have no but idea. But they do like huge productions. They've done like yeah, Jonah and. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I had a blast working on it. And, you know, I was like, kind of like when they told me, I was kind of like voluntold. <laughs> like, oh, we're doing Esther. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I, how I feel about, like, if that's going to be any good or not. But it was, I think it came out really funny. It was really funny. And yeah. It was really sweet and touching. And... It's a great story. It's my wife's favorite story. She's Aww. like, I love Esther. Yeah. So. <laughs> I learned a lot about it. I yeah, know. but... That was really cool. Like, I mean, like, I, th- I thought I knew the story of Esther, but then, like, looking at it from, like, okay, let's research and, like, really have a better understanding about the society. And mm-hmm. uh, God gave me a lot of little, like, nuggets about awesome. that story. Now, that's, like, that's, like, the one story that I know, like, super well oh, but I mean, <laughs> but, you know, you got to full on do all the history facts and make sure everything is true when you're doing a play and creating it. So it's, yeah, you're just like, want to make sure, especially when it's coming from such an important book. Yeah, they're like, if something's wrong, <laughs> this whole show is not good because that one thing you guys got wrong. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was good. So, um, okay, so I, in your little questionnaire you had said I no longer want to perform as long as I can teach or create choreography or direct and I thought that was just like I just really love the way that you phrase that and I thought like want to know if you could tell me a little more about that yeah for sure um I don't know actually I can vaguely say when it kind of like clicked um yeah so as I mentioned I kind of grew and you know continued to direct and uh, choreograph and stuff like that. Um, but I'd still perform in the community theater shows and help out and perform here, there, you know, I would do summer shows, you know, I did Mary Poppins at Dream City Church. I did, 
cool. West Side Story at Hale, like during the summers, I would go and still be doing performing. And first of all, that schedule was absolutely insane, and I'm glad I don't do it anymore. That's a little bit of the reason. But um, mainly was we were doing a gala. We'd have a formal gala fundraiser, you know, a little more schmancy. <laughs> um, and they put up, they like blew up a ton of these different photos of different shows of, over the past few years. And they just put them up on the walls. And like, as I walked by each of them, I was like, I wasn't in any of them, but I was like, I helped create that moment. I helped create that moment, like that picture. And there was just something there. Like the fact that I was be able, I was able to go beyond just performing and, you know, touching or what's the word I'm looking for? Impacting, impacting like the cast that I was around and the audiences that would come see me. I have the opportunity to do that like five fold, eight fold, working with so many different casts giving them a little bit the nuggets of what I understand, what I've learned and just seeing them go up there and then just own it. Like I, that's why I'm like, I help create that. I'm like right there. It's like 10% of me, 90% them. Like right. it's, I love it. Um, yeah. And just teaching. That's been a thing that has just grown in me of just like, man, I love teaching. Um, it's funny that you say it. So five to nine, is that your like sweet spot age that you said? Yeah, I I love when I when it comes to teaching. Mm -hmm. I love we call them babies, the babies, the the like four to six. Gotcha. I love that. I started off when I first started teaching. I was like, I'm I'm like, how do you even do theater with five year olds, four year olds? First, I can't imagine doing yeah. that. It that that's not as much my sweet spot. <laughs> it is just. I also but they like, are so darn adorable. Yeah, I also feel like it's like less. Uh, what's the word? Like, like less stress. Like. People aren't For expecting sure. like this huge, I, this is what I always tell people That's who are, so are working with, with, with kindergarten pre-Kers. I'm like, if they're like nervous about like any type of performance, I was like, they can go up and burp the alphabet and their parents are going to love it. That's the, oh my gosh. That's, yes. that's little Billy. Oh that's God. little Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, let's just have fun for an hour and then, you know, you guys can go up and do your little thing and parents love it. But, yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah, everyone like has their sweet spot, and I'm I'm like that ten to thirteen, mm -hmm. and most everybody I know they're like uh, I don't like middle school, and I'm like that's the one that I love because there's just such a f like there's a formative time right there, where they're building their personality, they're understanding sympathy and empathy, and they're just like all these things are coming at them, and it's like there's just this moment where you can, you know, if you help them understand who they are. Well, hopefully that sets them up for a good trajectory. So, um, I feel very blessed that I'm like passionate and like so hyped about that age group. Um, I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> okay, wait, I had to ask. So, uh, um, oh yeah, like, perf like how you love teaching and directing yeah, and performing. Yeah, so um, I would definitely say if I weren't teaching or directing or choreographing... I would want to perform like there's definitely artistic in me that just like yeah. needs to get out. So I'm like, there would be something, but I have so many opportunities to teach, to choreograph, to direct. I'm like, I'm good. And then again, going back to that schedule, I'm like, I did a semester where I was in the dream city church celebration of Christmas. I was in two shows with the Mozart community theater, a play and a musical. And I was, um, <clears throat> a director 
for six middle school casts. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, Thursday morning, I was directing one of the casts. Monday afternoon, I was directing a cast. Tuesday afternoon, directing a cast. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all afternoon, directing classes. And then at night would be rehearsals. Oh my goodness. I don't know how I kept that schedule. I mean, some people might be like, that's living the dream. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, you got a point. I shouldn't be like, oh, it's so exhausting. Yeah. But for me, for me, that wasn't my thing. And, and coming off of that, there was just this, as shows were done and stuff like that, I was just like, oh, I was just able to relax. Yes. So, yeah. You know, I also feel like one reason why I, I super love teaching and directing, um, I want to love like choreography but I still I'm like growing in my dance ability I will choreograph anything but I'm like is this good who knows <laughs> not me I'm just like that looks great guys um but I have I feel like I have like this element maybe you can relate to where I thrive on things coming together and like having the skill set to imagine all of the little things that come together for the big thing. So, you know, ever like, have you ever been like involved with like a drama skit, a skit like at church for like Christmas or something and they just have like a mom that's just like, okay, we're going to do this. And they're just kind of like trying to figure out how it goes. And like, there's always like this chaotic like nature of it. and there's kids crying and, you know, <laughs> like that's they're wearing bed sheets and... Yep. And like, you know, now coming in from like having all this um, experience, I'm just like, this is how we need to start. This is always like where you want to start. Mm -hmm. This is how you do this. And like telling the actors, I'm like, just trust me. Like it might not mm -hmm. make sense. You might be thinking like, why am I doing this? Why? And I'm like, just trust me. I, I'm like, it's in my head. <laughs> and like, I know it's weird. And I'm like, is this going to work? But I'm like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure this is going to work. And I even have these moments sometimes like where I like close my eyes and I'm like, I can like envision like where people are standing. And so oh. sometimes, sometimes I'll be in rehearsal and I'll be like, hold on, hold on. And I like close my eyes and I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Come, come here and do this instead. Yeah. And it's so like, it's satisfying in a way that is like, sometimes you get from acting or performing, but it's like so unique when I remember like the first couple the first few productions I did, I was like, people are going to come up to me and they're going to be like, that was awesome. Like you did good. And nobody did. Um, they're, cause they go to the actors, right? They're like, I want pictures sure, of the yeah. actors. Oh, yes. And I'm like, they're like, Oh, your costume looks so great. And I'm like, I had to beg her to wear that costume because she hated it. <laughs> and you're thanking her because you're telling her. And I'm like, that was all <laughs> me. That was all me. And I told her to wear the costume. And she's like, I don't want to be in this show. And I'm like, you're going to be in the show. And you're going to be great. And then, um, but I know, eventually I started to like, you know, like talk to Jesus about it. And, and I'm like, I think this is like a lot of like what ministry is, right? Yes. You go and you, you do the work and you watch people grow and you watch people benefit from mm -hmm. the seeds that you're sowing and you're content yes. with that. And yeah. I think I've learned over the years to just like, you know what, I can sit in the back and, you know, I, nine times out of 10, I'm in the booth doing shows like. I end up like stage managing my shows I direct. I kind of like it because then I don't have to be back with the actors like stretching out everything. I hate saying that I'm like <laughs> honestly the thing that 
I I don't know if I should be saying this. The thing that I dislike <laughs> a little bit more is I'm like I don't really like milling around with all the parents. Like the parents that I know and I've like developed friendships with. I'm like, yeah, I can talk to them, but I'm like, what? Because they're always like, no, you should like go and talk to the new families or the friends of families and be like, hey, would you consider doing Mozart? Because again, having to do that like mm, business kind yeah. of interaction, like, hey, you know, we could, you know, um, and also reaching out. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's less of my thing. So I'm just like, yeah, I like just sit in the booth, just being like, <laughs> doing my thing, chatting with the other techies. Yeah, I like staying busy. I I don't know why True. I love calling cues for shows that I've directed because I'm like, no, no, no I know. Right. Oh, for sure. I don't even got to look at the script anymore because I've been pressing play on this for like months now as we rehearse it. Yes, 100%. And I'm, like, I'm always 100%. nervous that someone else is going to come in and they're just going to press it like when it says so in the script. And like, it's not quite then. It's like three seconds after that. And you know, it's so hard to communicate those things because you know them. Yeah. It's like a heartbeat. Yes. You don't even have to think about it. And so when somebody's like, if somebody else is running the tech, you're like, no. Yeah, yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're messing it up. <laughs> so okay, well, actually, speaking of which, you sure. you talked, to, you mentioned that you like really love in tech too. So like, what kind yes. of things do you? All do? of it. <laughs> yeah, what's I think on your the forte? reason I think the reason I like tech is because it's equal parts art as equal parts math. Which is weird, because growing up, I would, like, all the way through algebra, math just made sense in my head. They'd be like, write it on the paper, and I'm like, nah, it makes more sense up here. Um, yeah, because it's like, there's specific things that have to happen, but then there's also the creativity within it. So, like, I love doing sound for musicals, and, like, mixing the sound of the singers, and having the layers, and the harmony, and, like, there's just such, like, beauty in that, of the ability to bring out specific sounds and stuff like that. Um, I'm not as much of a lighting person, probably just because I haven't had as many opportunities to use a bunch of lights because Mozart primarily rents out of churches and churches aren't built for theater. So we plug in like 12 lights and then fuse box fuses just start popping and we're like, well, so yeah, oftentimes we use about eight lights. I really, really think that churches should set up. I, I was just like, you know, we pay thousands I'm, of dollars to rent out theater spaces. Like, we could be yes. paying you to rent out your church space. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a, and that's the biggest thing. Because most of our, you know, the, the mega churches that do have that lighting capability, they're doing stuff all week. Mm-hmm. They've got Wednesday night services. There's rehearsals going on. They... Most of the time they do weekends of service, so it's like a Saturday show. Nope, they're doing a service, so, you know, we, we aren't able to work in the churches that actually have the capability. Um, yeah, it's that. usually we the little did that smaller for Esther, um, and it oh, was yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> it was, a, yeah, because we ran two weekends, and mm-hmm. we had to set up the set, um, and then do the shows, and then tear everything down. Yep. And let them do their Sunday, their Sunday yep. and Saturday services and then put it all back up again. And like, this is, kind of, if you, if you go to Hillsong, I'm sorry, but this is, this is what happened. Oh no. So they, Hillsong is like really all about like, like 
everything looking a certain way. Hmm. Like to the point where they Makes like sense. they like send information and like, hey, this is the new layout. So this is what your stage should look like. They just kind of like want this. I don't want to use the word uniformity because it kind of sounds like... And I don't want to say branding, but, but it's kind of... Yeah. 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 Like, and, and at the time, I don't know if they still do this. At the time, it was like uh, LED lights like on like squares Okay. And they had so this is this wasn't even the main stage. This was like one of the where they had like their Spanish service, and they had these I just call them boxes, but they were it looked like a jungle gym. Like it was like I don't know maybe it was maybe it was like ten feet tall and like twenty feet wide, okay. and it was like these like metal and maybe like I don't know like six feet deep, these metal like frames that was like you know, five boxes in the bottom and then four boxes and then three and then two and then one. So it kind of looked like this geometric shape. And then they had all the boxes had LED lights on them. And um, they had known for a while that we were going to be doing Esther there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's like, it's close to tech. And we're just like, yeah, so what do you want us to do with these boxes? Um, Because they're huge. They they took up maybe like 15% of the stage. Oh my goodness. And um, because there's two of them on each side. And they, they got back to us and they said, yeah, you can't move those. And we're like, we're doing Esther. Like, this is set in, like, biblical times. Like, we can't have these light <laughs> boxes on stage. And they're like, Change your yeah. concept entirely. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're taking the months. story of Esther and we're putting it in Tron. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like. That's really what it looked like. That's what it sounds like. And so... Where, yeah, because I guess they were, like, really fragile. Like, if you were going to move sure. them, like, there was, like, I guess that makes some, sense. like, small, like, soldering that they had to do. Mm. Um, and so I was, like, we just talked to, like, the the technical director. And I'm just, like, someone had said, like, what if we, like, used, like, covered them up and made them look like walls? And I'm, like, they're huge. Right. They're jutting out into the playing space. And I was, just, like, you know what? We just have to use them and we'll just use them like during scene changes and we'll like, we'll make a different light and it actually came out pretty cool. And All right. It looked like they were intentional, but yes, For that sure. was my experience like performing in a church. They had pretty decent lights, but mm. you know, the Sunday service has to come first. Yes. Always comes first. Yeah. The blessing is cheaper rent. Yes. The challenges that you, you are... Not, I mean, they're usually pretty, like, but, like, we used to do churches that had a lot of, like, weekly stuff, and so mm-hmm. our tech schedules, I remember this one church that we had to work around, it was, like, Monday was 10 to 3, because they had a, they had to come in at, like, 4.30, and then the next day they had a morning Bible study thing, so we couldn't get there until, like, 12 p.m., and then, the and yeah, and you're just, like, the consistency of having, you know, 1 to 6, Monday through Wednesday doesn't exist anymore um and then yeah i think we had to i think we didn't perform on friday because they had a thing so we did like a thursday and then two saturday it was the and we had to like move it was very challenging um and so we primarily go for the yep we just hold sunday service here yeah (laughs) we're like great uh, and there's this one pastor right now. He's like, yeah, just let me know what the set is. I'll work my sermons into it. I'm like, hey, great. We If we can keep it up, that'd be great. <laughs> you know what? I, we did that once at a church. Where, where was it? I don't remember what we did, but... Oh, you know what? It was when we did Cinderella. And yeah. We had to, we, it was at Church for the Nations in Chandler. And they, like, 
we they like did like a like a series on like I don't know like Jesus is King or something. <laughs> it's just like Kingdom of Heaven. Here we go. I love it. <laughs> they were like yeah yeah yeah. They man they were so cool. I wish yeah they were they're a really cool church. If you live in Chandler, you should check them out. Love it. Yeah. That's fun. All right. So, I, I keep saying that. So. So. How do you incorporate your faith in the classroom setting? Yeah. How do you incorporate faith in the classroom how, setting? So, Mozart, what we do is, I mentioned it, we pray. We pray before every time. Um, and we also do devotions. We used to have it more like, I don't want to say optional. But it was more like whatever the Lord was like leading the teacher. Um, our teachers are our directors. We call them teachers because, again, like education, that's our forefront of what we do. Um, so our teachers, they do uh, lead a devotion. And it can range anything from the Lord put this verse on my heart. Or sometimes we'll do a series of like focusing on whatever we can focus on. I did Fruit of the Spirit one time with my middle school. We just went through each Fruit of the Spirit and drew from different passages and just talked about, you know, what it looks like on a day-to-day to have the Fruits of the Spirit. Um, yeah, most of the time for me now, it's it's usually like what I'm learning, I'm like really excited about, and I'm just trying to, I don't want to say a watered-down version, um, a simpler version, a simpler version of like, what that is to my students to be like, hey, this is something that I'm learning and I wish I knew this like five years ago. So hopefully this can kind of like maybe get your mind kind of wrapping around that. Um, outside of that, uh, again, just glorifying God through the arts. That's that's what we are always encouraging the students of what is the gift that God has given you and um, how can you be doing that. We always talk about working with excellence um, because we're like, even if your performance absolutely is terrible, rubbish, everything goes wrong, were you doing it with excellence? And if so, you know, father in heaven, he's like, I loved it. You know? So. I really, I really love what you had just said about like teaching the kiddos what, you know, the Lord is speaking to you and like things that you're learning in your personal life. I really think that that because I you know this is this is the fourth podcast I've done and which is oh yeah I've done so many but <laughs> um, I you know typically like when I ask I'm like how do you incorporate faith into your um, I've heard like everyone says prayer and I love prayer mm. but I also think that there's more to I think there's more to the Christian faith than like just praying and like reading your Bible. <laughs> That's always, I made this joke that like the answer to like any church question is either Jesus praying or reading your Bible. That's like, <laughs> that's like if, if your teacher asks you any question, it's going to be one of those three right. answers. Jesus. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Were you listening? Jesus. Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, um, I, I am like such a huge believer that in the idea that of, community and fellowship with the Lord mm. and that yeah. the Lord is not like stagnant. Like he isn't just like, I, yeah, he's the same always, but he also is always like giving us a new song and he's always, and even Jesus said, you know, you'll do even greater things than, than the mm. things that I did. 
And I think you like really hit on something that more than just like finding the right lesson to teach, finding, you know, the mm. right show to do. It's like, let me take a moment and hear God's heart mm. and like hear something. And like, I think that that is like the most beautiful picture of what we can do as artists because, mm. you know, God knows what's best. And I always say like, God's also an artist. And so to come to God and like, yeah, there might be something that like is like responsible on paper and which is good, you know, mm-hmm. like you, uh, you know, scripture says it's like, you know, um, like person is blessed for reading the scripture out loud. Right. Like, and that, that's a simple thing to do. Yeah. And, but I think you kind of take everything to a new level when you're hearing, um, constantly hearing God's voice on something and, you know, I, I have a friend, her name is Galaxy, and I feel like she's so good at, like, you know, I heard God saying this, I heard God saying mm. that, and I think that that is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to kiddos is, mm-hmm. you know, let me see what God's saying about this. Like, God put something on my heart recently, and I want to share that with you, because yes. God, I feel like God's more strategic than we are. Absolutely. Know? You know, it's like we can yeah. be like, oh, we have, the, I have this perfect lesson. But right, God's right, like, right. I know like, actually yeah. what needs to be said. Yes. And what's in the heart of the kiddos. Yes. I definitely accidentally gave a sermon one time as a devotion. Straight I up. I was bed. like, yeah, like I was just like, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about like love, you know, and super basic concept, mm-hmm. really easy to sum up in about five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all I know is my um, rehearsal assistant who is basically acting as my stage manager. She was just like, Hey, we got to get to <laughs> rehearsal. It was literally 35 minutes. I was just up there like, like talking God's about, moving. yeah, I was just like, so that is very true where I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to say. And the Holy spirit was like, and you're saying all of this too. So <laughs> oh, man, that's the greatest gift. That she's yes, give us, absolutely. Amen. I love that. Yep. So, let's see. What else we got? Otherwise, we're going to be here for three hours. I don't know how much I can't tell how long we've been on. I know when we started filming. Um, so, <laughs> we haven't even talked about passions yet. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I feel like it's been underlying this yeah. whole time. Okay, I'll ask, I'll, ask like, I'll ask a few questions about passions. Sure. And then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. So, how do you think the ideas of passions fit into God's heart slash God's will? The ideas of passions fit into... Yeah, how do you I'm think, terrible How at... do you think God feels about passions okay. and why he gives them to us and what we should do with mm, them? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... For me, what I can see in my life is um, that that is like, okay, let me just, just repeat the last thing you said. I don't remember the last thing <laughs> I said. <laughs> okay, I will restate the question. Uh, perfect. Okay, so how do you, what do you think, uh, why do you think God gives us passions and what do you think we should do with the passions God gives us? Right. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's like, for me, passion, from what I understand, because I don't know if I, I, when you, when you asked this question, when you like originally messaged me, I was like, my, uh, my original thought was, 
oh, I got to find like verses. And <laughs> for some reason I was like, how does it fit into? Um, but then I was just like, no, like what, what am I? Yeah. Like, what do, do you, I, how do you sense? live it? How do you live your path? Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it's more of like a guide, a compass of what either like my end goal, maybe it's my spiritual gift. Maybe it, uh, just like, um, what ministry I'm like supposed to be leading. So, um, something with that three years ago, four years ago, I think it was four years ago. Um, I felt the Lord like speak to my heart. You need to minister to young kids that age, that 10 to 13, that middle school. Um, and instantly like my first thought was, Oh, I need to be a youth pastor. And so I went, I did a whole bunch of like research. I met with my old middle school ministries pastor um, and my old senior pastor and just like talking with them. And my senior pastor, he was the one that really challenged me with the question of like, okay, if you boil down where this is coming from, this like the Lord saying you need to be a youth pastor, like where is that coming from? And I was like, okay, if I boil that down to it's the base of what it is, is I want to disciple young people. And then he, he just flipped it back around on me and he's like, you're working at Mozart right now, right? Aren't you doing that? Especially in an area that you are, you know, you've been training in of arts and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and so he was just like, so, so I can definitely see myself in the future, like maybe being a youth minister or youth pastor sort of thing. But yeah, I basically get to do that on my day to day. And that was that moment of, I felt really passionate about something. And so I was like, oh, God's telling me this. When in reality, it was like, well, at least I was going in the right direction, but I was a little off. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's kind of what passion looks like to God is it's like this it is like a fire it's like um, a northern star yes yeah I just saw that it's like when you're talking I was like envisioning like mm -hmm. you know it's like I know like my heart is pulling me that way yes and I might not know how I'm getting there yes you know and like I honestly I went through like I'm like I'm gonna be youth pastor phase because really? I've always loved working with young people mm -hmm. And, and I, I wonder if, like, anyone who's, like, feels called to, like, work with young people in the arts, especially Christians, like, if they've considered that, too. Just, mm. like, I love working with young people, and I love Jesus, so therefore, I have to be a youth pastor. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like sometimes people think of passions as, like, what's the word like unnecessary or like superfluous yeah because they can be fun <laughs> like right is like well you know fun isn't responsible and yes i definitely think i'm like i think god wants us to have fun yeah yeah absolutely yeah <clears throat> i you know it's and it can definitely be something that isn't your main thing like you might Need, you know, I'm very blessed in the fact that I get to do the thing I love and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so blessed with that. <clears throat> but, you know, if it's something that you're called to do, you can, you know, pursue this other thing that, you know, makes the money and or is the responsible thing to do. But on the side, being able to 
do that ministry. And then hopefully, um, as the Lord will do, he will either be able to transition that into some sort of, you know, you just, you raise the funds. Like, cause you know, if you're passionate about something, there's a likelihood that other people are passionate about it too. Yeah. So if you just reach out and you're like, Hey, this is something they're like, Oh my gosh, yes, there's a need for that. And then people will come in, they'll support. It's like you get to be this missionary and this thing that, you know, maybe not that nobody thought of before, but that is needed. So, yeah. That, you know, it's reminded me, um, Denzel Washington, maybe you've heard this before. Uh, he directed Fence, I think it's Fences. Fences by August Wilson. Um, August Wilson, he's like, he's one of the... the most famous uh black playwrights okay um and so Den- i mean do you know denzel washington yes i do know him <laughs> denzel washington. a big fan of him <laughs> he directed a stage play of senses and someone got this like phone recording of him like pepping up his actors before rehearsal and he starts talking about like dreams and mm. let me see if i can get this quote right he says dreams are god's promise to you sent beforehand to tell you that your dreams are yours already. So he's basically saying that like a dream. (laughs) So yeah, like, so your dream or your passions, it's just like just the fact that you have your dream, that you have your passion is already God's promise that you will be successful. Mm -hmm. But he goes on to say that, you only can be successful if you continue to pursue it and you continue yes. to be obedient. And I'm kind of paraphrasing yeah. here. Sure. And you put in the work. Yes. Like a dream is not saying that it's going to happen because right. you want it to. I'm just going to sit here and wait for it. No. Yes, no. yes, yes. <laughs> it's saying it's like, I've given you, and it's almost like, I don't, I feel like I've heard someone say before that like when we get to heaven, like there will be like jobs, like we'll have jobs. Hmm. And I think it's because. Like, there is glory in, like, doing something. Yes, for sure. And, like, what what's the scripture? It's, like, work as though... Like, work, work as though you're working for the Lord mm-hmm. because you are or something. Like, yeah. I'm so bad at remembering things specifically. <laughs> but, yeah, I love that quote by Denzel. And it, it reminds me, it's yeah. just, like, you know what? If I... One of my, like, one of the kind of things I live by is I'm just going to keep doing something until someone tells me to stop. And I definitely am a person who's like, I'll ask for forgiveness more than I ask for permission. And most of the time it works out for me. Yeah. And because I think there was like, and I'm not saying that that's what God's telling everybody to do, but I know that me myself, I start to like, like when I start to, uh, have like, I call it orphan mindset, like Mm -hmm. this, uh, I start thinking things that aren't true or things that aren't of God. Oh, yeah. They call it like the orphan mindset. Oh, um, when I start to get into that, I get into that mindset, I start to lean towards like I'm bothering people and I'm mm. going to, like I'm a bother, I'm a burden and I'm wrong. And I'm, and if I try hard, I'm going to disappoint people. And so I think yeah. that was like God's, like God's like vision for me was like, just do something until someone tells you to stop. And yeah. 9.9 times out of 10, people say thank you for doing that. Yes. And they don't say, like, why did you do that? And, <laughs> and it reminds me, it's like, oh, people aren't, like, disappointed in me. And you know what? If they are, like, that's their own problem. But that's yeah. how 
that's how I kind of view passions and dreams. Yeah. I think they're just a beautiful, a beautiful gift. Yes. And I think too many people think that if they follow their dreams or their passions, that they're going to fail or that it's not the responsible thing to do. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend. She was like, um, I don't know if she was quoting from a book or if it was like something that a teacher said, but essentially it was, you know, the mathematicians, the scientists, the medical field, you know, all those people, they help make life work. And then artists are the ones that make life worth living. I, I know, right? Like that just really impacts. Cause it's like, if everybody around here was just focusing on, you know, how to make us be able to live longer or things like that, it's like, it would be a pretty dull world. Yeah. But it's like, what do we do at the end of the day? We go and we watch a TV show. We go and watch a play. We see a musical. We go to an art museum. We go to at least in some way express ourselves. If we're not able to do it in our daily lives, daily jobs, and our relationships, there's something in us that has to just release, you know? So, yeah, that's what art is, I feel like, for everybody. Because, yeah. I'm, <clears throat> for me, what how I see it is I'm like, Science is an art. Mathematicians are artists. People in the medical field, because they're creative, you know? Yeah. Like, they're creating things that, or they're thinking up problems, you know? So, that's how I see it. I'm like, everything is art. Every, everything is art. Everything is I art. I love saying, like, God is an artist. <laughs> yes, like, amen. He created the world. Mm -hmm. He created leaves. Like, leaves. I don't know why I said leaves. But, like, leaves are complex. And there's all different kinds they're of them. They're so simple, yet. Some of them we eat. <laughs> um, some of them we put in our bathroom to make our bathroom smell nicer. <laughs> po po potpourri. Po oh yeah, know? yeah, okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> I was like, where is she gonna get this? Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. We use leaves for lots of things. Yes, and God made them. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna ask like one or two more questions. And then, okay. Um, well, I mean, you can't really answer that one. So, okay, I'll just how about I just end with this one. So what advice would you give to Christian theater artists who are just starting out? Oof. Like just starting out in theater or in their oh, lives with the Lord? I was thinking theater, but if you have one for the latter, I, I'd love to hear that too. I mean, <laughs> I just, just wanted to clarify out. the question. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say for, you know, the Christian artist in general, just like what I mentioned about Mozart, like keep Jesus at the center of everything. I've definitely um, played some roles that like challenged me, challenged my heart, challenged my relationship with the Lord. And through that, it was good, right? But I'm like, if it had been earlier, I don't know what would have happened. Like, um, So yeah, I think just having a really strong belief understanding in who you are how like what comfortability you have mm, is yeah, huge like knowing your boundaries yes absolutely um but then yeah i'd say um based on that last bit that we were talking about with passions is like just try it all you know <clears throat> i didn't i never thought of myself as being like Oh yeah, I love sound. You know, <laughs> that was never a thing that I would ever imagine. But through being able to have these different opportunities, I was like, "Whoa, this is fun! I want to 
get better at this. I want to learn this more. Um, so it's like, um, I've known plenty of dancers that have fallen in love with theater and they're like, yeah, I'd so much rather be, you know, in plays than in musicals. Cause I just love the craft of acting. So yeah, I just say, try it all, have fun. Um, follow your passions, follow your dreams. Yeah. You know, that makes me actually like, like think about like, just be ready for like whatever God's calling you to. Mm-hmm. And it might surprise you. Yes. I think when I was growing up, I'm like, I'm going to be a movie star. Um, and I've never taken a film class. So, <laughs> so, uh, not a movie star. Uh, it's currently don't have any interest in being a movie star, but you know, I, who knew I'd love arts administration so much. And it's like, yeah, I knew like I wanted to do acting in some way. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not quite acting. Maybe it's like, I just love storytelling or maybe it's like, Mm. what do I love about storytelling? I'm like, okay, I love putting it all together. Or maybe I love writing it. And I feel like as you, as you try everything, you try new things, you Uh start to actually, God starts to reveal to you like what it is you truly loved. Yes. You follow your Northern star Mm -hmm. to what it is. And God starts to like get more specific. Yeah. I, I never like dance is like 80% of who I am now. And I didn't start dancing until I was 15. I didn't start choreographing till I was 18, 19. So it's just like, that's grown for me so rapidly because again, that's where the Lord was taking me the whole time. When I was 10 years old, sitting in that classroom, he was like, and you're going to be a choreographer. Whereas I would have been like, a what? Yeah. <laughs> how do you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's very true. That just... is great advice. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. So, if you do want to share, like, contact information for you and sure. for Mozart. So, my social security number is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah hold on, let me get my pencils. We'll write those down. Um... Where to contact me? Um, I'm terrible with social media, period. I'm getting better at yeah, it. Because I messaged you on Instagram to come do in the podcast and I never got a response. So I had to reach out to Mozart. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I am trying to be better about it though. Uh, so my personal Instagram is at Zanvik, Z and Vic, um, spelled A N V I K. We've gotten weird last names people spelling it um and then but i am i do have a ministry instagram which is kind of my dance passion just sharing art and stuff which is called psalm 150 ministries um so yeah i'm really i'm trying to be better about like posting stuff regularly um but then yeah at, uh, mozart is on facebook it's on instagram at mozart productions um just mozart productions uh on facebook and yeah i think that's all the places you can hit me at. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming and being a yes. guest. Oh, so much fun. This is the best. I look forward to the stuff that you continue to do. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. We Yeah. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to AZ Christian Theater Artists. Now that you've met this artist, I encourage you to reach out and collaborate with them. You can find their contact information in the description. 
I'm so excited for what the future holds for this project. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at AZ Christian Theater Artists. You can join our Facebook group, which is just getting started. Or you can shoot me an email at azchristiantheaterartists at gmail.com. I hope you continue to tune in and be inspired to pursue the arts while also walking in your divine calling. Stay cool and be blessed, AZ. Thank you.